piece of music we're listening to in the background is called Halftone Comics. I wrote it for a superhero audio drama called Heroics. It plays every time a scene happens in the comic shop where the characters hang out. It conveys a sort of tranquil, home-based feeling with a touch of comedy. Today we'll break it down and look at some of the insights into why and how it was made. You're listening to How I Make Music, where behind-the-scenes musicians get to tell their own stories. Every Wednesday, we break apart a song, soundtrack, or composition and investigate the insights into how it was made. My name is Eric Jorgensen. I'm a composer from Los Angeles, and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music, episode 63, Halftone Comics by me, Eric Jorgensen. Thanks for stopping by. In 2017, I was hired as Stitcher. Podcasts have been around for a while, but this was the first time that I realized that, or maybe this was a musical way forward and a way for me to have my own voice and kind of innovate. Before I started scoring this, I'd watched Once Upon a Time in America by Sergio Leone. I've always loved that score, and I love that he really focuses on themes instead of scoring scene by scene. It's the same with John Williams. That's kind of the probably the biggest inspiration for this, and it's just beautiful music. I really wanted to create a soundtrack for Heroics that was a body of work where each piece of music could stand on its own rather than simply scoring scene by scene and just sort of riding the emotion. Today we're looking at the halftone comics theme from the Heroics score. Heroics is an audio drama about a group of superheroes who decided to pivot and go evil. I wanted the theme to express their personalities kind of as a group, but also explain the place that they hang out together. You get a sense of what their day is like. On Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood, there's a comic shop called The Nerdist. It's just a beautiful little shop. They have figurines, comics. When I first moved to Hollywood, I used to go there and see comedy in the back of the shop. And when I was scoring this, I was just always thinking about those experiences. I was imagining them at The Nerdist shop counter, and just working there, having fun, the door opening up, the bells clinging. Why do I devise plans and strategies and stratagems? No one follows them. No one listens to me. Is there a difference between a strategy and a stratagem? Well, shut up. Sorry. Heroics is very whimsical, very colorful, just a really rich and funny world. And when I was trying to find the palette for this, I was thinking about Ladybird, and it was scored by John Bryan. And it's a score of mostly woodwinds. The winds just have such a magical, sort of timeless quality to them that's both alien but also very classical at the same time, or, or even like a conservative sound. As soon as I listened to these episodes, the Heroics episodes, I was thinking woodwinds should be the lead of this. It sort of matched the tone for me. I wanted to have live players on the score, and Justin McLaughlin was willing to put some money together so that we could have live players on the main theme. The bassoon player on the main theme is Alexis Leone, and she's a friend of my brother's who went to the New England Conservatory. She's just incredible. Every single take.
she just did a fantastic job on this. I brought her in and then it really just came down to choosing the right feeling and what would sit with the other instruments. Another musician on the score is Justin Tomlin. He plays saxophone. Almost all of my music of the past few years has had him on it. The strings are my friend Lauren Miller. She does an absolutely great job on the violins and viola. Here's Louis Rabasso on the trombone. And so having these musicians on the main theme, that kind of gave me the palette and helped me think about how I wanted to score the rest of the show. One of the challenges I faced was how do I create live sounding music without using any contact instruments or samples and without having the budget for an ensemble? A sample library is basically a way to play any instrument you can imagine off of your keyboard that's plugged into your computer. An engineer or a company goes to an orchestra or to a certain musician they put a mic up and they record maybe one note that you can then use on the entire keyboard as a sample or record every single note on an instrument. You can buy these and then play any sort of instrument that you can imagine from the comfort of your studio. I was studying classical theory a little bit and trying to think my way out of just using what I had in the box. There's sort of a disconnect between playing these instruments on a keyboard that's plugged into your computer versus actually having somebody who's studied these their entire life, performing on them. We'd had the budget to record live musicians for the main theme, and I love the way it turned out. I was so happy with it. It was beautiful. And I thought, this is how I want the whole score to be. But, you know, it wasn't a possibility. We had 10 pieces of music that were about two minutes each, but there were a ton of parts and there was just no way it was going to be possible to record everything live. So what I started to experiment with was I took bits of the live playing I had done on the main theme, like the bassoon, strings, saxophone, and guitar. I took these live recordings and then I started pitching these things up and down, following the notes of the melodies that I written for the different themes. For example, I turned a bassoon into the sound of a flute. First, it sounded terrible, but I thought if I can at least get these to work musically, I might be able to mix them and edit them and get something interesting. So I got to kind of have my cake and eat it too, you know? I got to say, I didn't use the sample libraries. I use live players, but in reality, I just made my own sample library. The energy I put into it while creating is the feeling the listener is going to get out of it. So if you're working on something and you say, I hate this, you probably need to find a way to move on and find that excitement again, which is not always easy. The first moment in the Halftone Comics theme I want to talk about is the opening. It's a really nice balanced energy. sounds like the shop door is swung open and a nice cool sunshine is coming in. You can hear the little bells jingling above the door. 
And to me, it's optimistic. It expresses the characters. It's a little bit sentimental, but not nostalgic. There's an electric guitar which I pitched down to sound like a bass because I didn't have an electric bass at the time. I've got a stem called flutes, which is really just a bassoon and sax, which I've pitched up and made into a sort of pseudo-flute or clarinet kind of harmony. So my process is I do a ton of automation. That's probably 90% of my mixing. Volume automation, EQ automation... And I just do passes over and over again, listening for a few minutes, turning it off, stepping away, coming back to it until it feels smooth and balanced together, sort of like sculpting the sound. There's a cool moment where the trumpets come in and they go like dun, dun, dun. And this is a, an example of a technique I often use. I'll be listening to something, and if I don't have an idea of where it should go, I'll take out the voice recorder on my iPhone and then just start recording and sing into it and see what comes out. And that was just the first thing that came to me, and I thought, if that was a brass section doing that, that would be so exciting. It's also fun and a little bit kitschy. So this chord progression that came to me is just the quintessential superhero type of chords. I play it all the time when I'm just messing around on the keyboard and it has this sort of rising, exciting, heroic tone to it. It starts with C major, then we go up to A flat major, take it down one semitone to G major, back to the C, E flat major, G, C again, G, down to the F, down to E flat, D major, and then G. It feels a little psychedelic, early 60s, swinging 60s mixture of jazz and pop. That's C major to the E flat major or the A flat major. Just sort of, it's modal, but it has that exciting feeling to it. I used a lot of analog gear and ended up running some of the instruments through some of my outboard stuff. Listen to how this one bassoon part sounds through the tape echo. And now listen to it again through a spring reverb. And here's the whole wind section through some tape echo. Sounds distant and vintage. There's a really fine balance between repetition and variation, and you have to find that line. A lot of my favorite music, they'll introduce a melody and maybe let you have it once or twice, and then give you something that's a little bit less exciting, so that in the back of your head you're saying, I want to hear that melody again. I feel like Beethoven, the Beatles, all the greats, they have this fine balance in one way or another between repeating things and keeping variation. 
And that's about it for this week's episode. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you listen. You can listen to my music on my website, ericjorgensen.com. And I want to thank Louis Rabasso for playing trombone, Lauren Miller for playing violin and viola, Alexis Leon for playing bassoon, Justin Tomlin for playing saxophone, and Emmanuel Ramos for the excellent engineering. And now here's Halftone Comics, a comedic jazz-influenced soundtrack for the audio drama series Heroics in its entirety. My name is Eric Jorgensen. Thanks for listening to How I Make Music. (laughs) 